Welcome to How to Catholic with Kevin and Lisa Cotter, a podcast dedicated to helping you practically live your Catholic faith with excellence. Hello and welcome to today's blog cast. Blogcast number three, Lisa here, and I have a post for you today that I wrote about six years ago, and it's a post about a time in our life when my husband Kevin and I were struggling with secondary infertility. So we kind of had this thing going on where we had our first two kids very easily, and then it'd been three, four years since we had been able to conceive again. And if you know us, you know that we have three children now. So the title of this blog post today might kind of confuse you, but it's a post that I wrote during that interim before we had gotten pregnant with our third. And I love this post because it's a topic that maybe isn't as uh, addressed as often or, or very often, I should say, um, in the Catholic Church. But it's kind of about how we have this little bit of an awkward um, double-edged sword as Catholic families, where on the one end, if you have lots of kids, people think you're crazy. Um, uh, people um, kind of in the in the world, I guess we'll call it, think you're crazy. But on the other hand, in the Catholic world, if you only have a few kids, say two, people think that maybe you don't quite understand the church's teachings on being open to life. So it kind of puts you in this this weird spot. So it was this post that I wrote almost um, in response to kind of some questions that I was getting from people about like, oh, so are, are you done? Ha ha, like as in like, do you understand what the church teaches or what's going on with your personal life? Which, you know, really isn't anybody else's business. But um, I wanted to share it because there's some things that I had learned in the process. um, And that'll kind of come out through the post here. So this is our post for today titled, Wait, do you only have two kids? Can you remember the first time someone explained to you what that little phrase, being open to life, means in the Catholic world? I know I can. I was at youth group in high school, and I remember thinking, okay, but practically nobody actually follows that. It wasn't until college that I truly understood what it meant to follow the church's teachings on contraception, and happily consented to the idea of God planning my family while I blissfully cared for my little blessings who brought more joy to my life than I could comprehend. Sigh. Actually, when I had my epiphany, my inner dialogue went like this. Oh, insert your choice, mild four-letter word. This whole being open to life stuff is like real and it makes sense and it's what would be best for me and for my future family and society on so many levels and I'm going to actually have to follow the church's teachings and not use contraception if I get married. Then I had a vision of myself barefoot at a log cabin wearing a plaid shapeless jumper with 10 kids pulling at my legs while I tried to sort through a sea of laundry. When I got married right out of college, just shy of 22, I was fairly certain that I would be having 10 kids over the next 20 years. I was perfectly content with the idea of being open to life because, thanks to my mentor moms, I was able to see the beauty of family life. They gave me great advice, reminding me that God would only be giving me one child at a time, and the grace for each child would come with that child, not before. 
Side note, if you're still unsure about why the church teaches what she does on contraception, get your hands on a copy of Janet Smith's Contraception Cracking the Myths audio talk. It was immensely helpful for my journey towards embracing it. During the first three years of our marriage, God blessed us with a daughter and then a son. And it seemed like we were at a great pace for our 10 kids in 20 years with no bumps in the road. Then the time came when we expected God would bless us with a third. But much to our surprise, it wasn't happening fairly quickly like we had expected it to. And it still hasn't. As our youngest has gone from one and a half to two and a half to three and a half without the announcement of another bun in the oven, not only has that surprised us, but it has also piqued the curiosity of those around us. You see, as Catholics who publicly confess confess our love of the church and all of her teachings, friends from the past to present to perfect strangers who just met us at a Catholic event have made comments from, so when are you going to have another? To, don't you have three now? To, wait, do you only have two kids? While I know these comments are innocent, I constantly find myself trying to defend our situation with rebuttals like, only two so far, or we're just waiting for another, to ensure that the inquirer doesn't judge us for only having two. It's a funny thing being a non-contracepting Catholic in this world. If you have more than three kids, the world thinks you're crazy. If you have less than three, some Catholics think that there's something wrong with your understanding of the church's teaching on contraception. I fear this judgment only because I've done it in the past. Oh, they only have two kids. They must not be really faithful Catholics. Or, they've been married for three years now and still don't have any kids. They must not get it. It wasn't until I started to hear stories of families that I assumed weren't open to life for the wrong reasons that I realized just how wrong my thinking was. Stories of couples who conceived on their wedding night and haven't been able to conceive ever since. Stories of couples who lost their first two children to terminal illnesses that took, that took their children's lives when they were only toddlers. Stories of couples who have suffered three, four, even ten miscarriages. And stories of dozens of faithful Catholic couples who, for a number of reasons, haven't been able to conceive children at all. I slowly learned that you never judge a family by its size or spacing And you never make assumptions about how the family came to be the way it is. Not only are there natural reasons that families are built the way they are, but there are also personal reasons that a couple doesn't owe us an explanation for. In her wisdom, the church has given couples NFP, natural family planning, for those times when there are legitimate reasons for a couple to postpone a pregnancy for a period of time or indefinitely. If you just had an adverse reaction and thought, about the old rhythm method, let me assure you that Catholic NFP is extremely scientific and accurate, and it does an amazing job bonding couples to use it. For more information, check out the Couple to Couple League or the Creighton model. Infertility, or second infertility as it is in our case, is one of those topics I wish I had been prepared for. I just assumed we'd be open to life and God would bless us when we were all ready, Kevin, God, and me which of course would be all at the same time. But the fact is that children are a blessing, not a right. And if God calls you to marriage, you have to enter into it knowing that God, it is God who chooses when and if new life will be given to you. Only he can know the reasons why a family is the shape and size that it is. And it is up to us to place our trust in him with this precious gift. 
even if it doesn't come in the type of package that we expected. You've been listening to Lisa Cotter on the How To Catholic Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's blog cast. And until next time, be saints. It's worth it. Bye.